Crash the Bible is a podcast of Spring Baptist Church that walks through selected books of the Bible, verse by verse, as well as spends time exploring biblical ideas and topics to help you understand and apply God's Word in your daily life. Pastor Dale Stein of our Klein Campus will be leading each week's podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Marty Richardson. It is good to have you with us today. Pastor Dale, it's good to see you today. Thank you. Great to be back. Well, last week went really, really well. It was our first video podcast. Um, we're still putting it out there on Spotify and iTunes and Google and Apple and all those other places that we do. But we've been doing our video and we were just talking. Seems like a lot of people have enjoyed that uh, seeing us, which I'm surprised. Yeah. Ho- hopefully it's a blessing <laughs> to people. Yes. Yeah, just Hopefully what we say is a blessing and then you put up with looking at us. So, <laughs> well, very good. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Today we're continuing our kind of um, look into specific ideas behind the psalmology series that our pastor is preaching. Pastor Mark Estep is preaching, and you can check out the full link for that in um, the description right below us. You can click on, listen. the sermons have been Mm top-notch, been great. Pastor Daryl also has a couple of his in there as well. And just going through some of the psalms that we don't always talk about. Mm -hmm. Now, last week we hit Psalm 1, which we Almost everyone always starts with Psalm 1 because it, it's a great psalm to start with. But this week, we're going to one that really isn't taught on a lot. Right. And that is Psalm 3. Mm-hmm. So, as we jump into this, Pastor Daryl, um, let's just get let's just going. Sure. So, hit it. So, a little bit of the background here. Um, David is actually being pursued by his son Absalom and a lot of followers because Absalom wants to kill his dad and assume the throne. So, David is in true fear for his life. He is running away from his son, trying to find refuge, and he's in a real bad situation. And he does something that I think all of us need to do more often. When we are in a very bad situation, we need to turn to someone to listen, but someone who can also help. And what David does is he takes his problem straight to God, not any of his advisors, not anyone who is close to him, but he knows that God is the only one who can help him in this situation. And I just can't help but wonder if Facebook or Instagram or anything else was around at that time, would David have posted on Instagram something or, 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 or Facebook, something like uh, asking for a friend what would you do if your son was trying to kill you, right? He, he, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, but but he, he takes his situation to the Lord, and I think that's a good reminder for all of us. I mean, hopefully, no one watching or listening has ever been in a situation where someone wants to kill them, but we've all experienced adversity in our life. And I think we can learn a lot from David and say, you know what? instead of going and telling all these other people, instead of blasting that on social media in some cryptic way, we need to take our problems to the Lord because He is the one who can actually do something about our situation. I love the idea. And 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 you kind of hit on social media. And this week, if you're following in line, there was a Southern Baptist Convention, a lot of things going on. And I do pay attention to social media. Part of that's my job. You know, I got to be aware of what's going on. But what was really interesting is the stark difference between those who were airing their grievances mm-hmm. and those who were wanting to have a conversation. Yes. And so, I think sometimes we we want to air our grievances or air our um, conflicts in a very public way, mm-hmm. our displeasure, when 
let's be really honest, if we're looking at it through God's lens, he has always said, be patient, be focused, be disciplined, wait on me, call on me, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and, and our society doesn't want that. We want the like make prayers, you know, like, like we want to drive through prayer. We don't want to get out of our car. We want to pay with a credit card and we want to get our prayer in a little bag and eat it as we're driving down the road yes. kind of thing. And, and so I, I love this idea where we're just asking um, everyone as we look at the Psalm 3 to look at it in a new and a fresh way. Mm-hmm. Now, you say that we're not, most of us are not pursued by our kids trying to kill us, mm-hmm. um, but many of us are pursued. Um, our society, you know, we don't generally go around killing people mm-hmm. like they used to. I mean, used to, that was pretty common. Uh, but we do assassinate people's character. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we do have our own character assassinated. Yes. And and so I think maybe that's a little bit more of a a taught to taught, you know, like like mm-hmm. you know, equation. So let's jump into that. What was Pastor Mark's point here and how can we follow that up? Yeah, the point was is that we need to take our concerns, our our fears, our worries, our anxieties to the Lord, because only He has the ability to resolve them, to do something about it. And when David stops and he takes everything to the Lord, all of a sudden as we read through the rest of the psalm, something dramatically changed in David's life. It wasn't his circumstance. His circumstance had not changed. However, his outlook on it changed because he knew that if he turned it over to the Lord, that the Lord would protect him, that the Lord would watch over him. And it's amazing because it says he laid down to sleep. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been times when, when I was in college that I would worry about not doing well on the test or things in life now happen. Um, as you know, we have kids and you worry about your kids and you stay up late at night wondering and worrying about things. And here you have David knowing that there are, like, as he said, tens of thousands of people after him, but he lays down and he sleeps. And what, what a great message that is for us. If David can do that, knowing fully well that he's turned everything over to God, then surely we can find rest during those difficult times in knowing the source of the one who can truly help us. A great word. Now, sometimes these things are a little easier said than done. Mm-hmm. So let's walk through the idea of, of how do you hand that over to God? Yeah, and that is the hard part, right? Mm-hmm. Because so many times we want to hand it over to him, but instead of opening our palm and saying, here, please take this, we kind of like grab onto it and go, here, and he's like, open up your hand. It's like, but if I let go, I lose control. And God's like, that's the point, right? So we need to come open-handed and, and fully trust. And I think that is the real issue at times, if we're, if we're really honest, if we look into it, I think at times we don't really trust him. We, we, have, we, we can espouse all this faith and we can say it's really strong, but when those times hit and the rubber meets the road, God's like, open your hand and release it and trust me. And it's really hard and it's really scary at those times to relinquish control because we think if I can have some control over this, it's all going to work out or I have a say in it. And it's scary to open up our lives and say, God, it is all yours. Do with it whatever pleases you. Now, I'm about to step on some toes. I'm sorry about this. Mm -hmm. 
I really feel like the root of all sin is a lack of trust in God. Mm -hmm. Okay, and bear with me here. Uh, In the garden, Adam and Eve didn't trust that what God said was the total truth. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. when I sin by doing it my way, I'm not trusting God when he says, do it this way because that's my way and it's the better way. I'm doing it my way because in that moment, I trust myself more than I trust my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, when I fall into a habitual sin, well, what I'm saying is the discipline God calls for in my life and the surrender and the brokenness, well, that my own pleasure is more important than seeking favor with God, than yeah. God's pleasure. So mm-hmm. I really feel like the root of all sin is, is that we distrust God. At some point. Yeah, and, and I've got a great illustration for this. Um, so, there's a young boy who is hanging out with his friend one day at the community swimming pool, and he's new to this pool. And uh, so, the other boys, they go to the deep end, they all jump in and they're swimming. And so, this new kid is about to jump in and all of a sudden, the lifeguard blows the whistle. And the lifeguard says, I've never seen you before. You know, are you new? And he said, Yes. And the lifeguard said, can you swim? And the boy said, yes. And so he blew the whistle again and told everyone to get out of the deep end of the pool. And he says, if you're going to swim with your friends, I need you to swim the length of that pool and back here in the deep end. And uh, so the lifeguard said, when I blow my whistle, you jump in and you swim. So the boy stepped up to the edge and he was really nervous. The lifeguard blew the whistle and the boy froze. He didn't jump in. So the lifeguard blew the whistle again and the boy didn't jump in. So the lifeguard screams at the boy, jump! And the boy says, no! And the lifeguard said, why not? And the boy said, I'm scared. And the lifeguard said, you're not scared. You know what your problem is? You don't trust me to do my job. And so many times we tell God, I'm scared. And the real issue is, just like what you're saying, we don't trust God to come through with what he has promised for us in our lives. Great illustration. Great illustration. Now, now that we kind of took that bunny trail, we're back on. Um, now, we, we have to learn to trust God, and, and, and that's faith, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately. And Jesus said we don't need much faith, funny mm-hmm. enough, right? We just need a little bit, enough. Um, what are some practical ways of developing that faith and trusting God? Some practical things that we could do today that would help us be more faithful and more trusting in God tomorrow. Okay, great. So, there's a few things. Number one, we can look through our Bibles, read through our Bibles, and we can see how God was faithful to His people in the past. He has a track record, and and from what I understand of the Lord, He never changes. By definition, He cannot change because He is perfect. So, we can look back and we can see that He acted in the past in ways to save His people. That's number one. Number two, we can remember his promises. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And we can also know that if he loved us so much that he didn't hold back sacrificing his own son for us, then the incredible love that's there surely will care for us. And then finally, we need to be reflective. We need to have those moments where we look back in our lives and identify those points where God showed up. and. He helped us through things. And so, I think doing those three things help us to strengthen our faith as we go forward. Now, one of the things that um, pastors preaching on this week, 
he's taking a little stop. We're coming up, we're, we're several weeks in advance, but he'll be preaching on a Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And I love the way he's correlating um, the, the idea of teaching fathers to be faithful by being like God. Yes. Isn't that really, you know, what, what you're saying, you know, trust God. Trust that what he's said he'll do, he'll do, because what he said he will do, he's done. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's good. Okay. Now, I think the most trust any human has ever put in God is in Jesus Christ, fully mm-hmm. human, fully God. And that really is our greatest example, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of tying this into New Testament. Jesus comes into the garden, and in the darkest, I, I think probably in the garden was the darkest moment in any human's life ever. Mm-hmm. When, when he, I think that's when he fully sees what's about to happen. Yes. You know, by the time he gets to the cross, he's exhausted. He's, I mean, it's, that's painful, but mm-hmm. I think as far as dark spiritually, mm-hmm. that garden. Yeah. When he's looking into that cup of wrath and he, see, mm-hmm. and he sees what's immediately before him. And what does he do? What is, how does his faith act? How does his trust act out? It's like, God, are you sure? God goes, yes. And then what does he say? Yeah, not my will, but yours be done. And, and, and I, I, I think that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. I think we have to get to the point where that's our first response, mm-hmm. not our last response. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. So, in wrapping up um, chapter three, mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that's just kind of gnawing on you? Like somebody just go, this is interesting. I want to share this. Well, Charles Stanley used to say this, you know, trust God and leave the consequences to him. And David lived that out perfectly here. He said, you know what? Ultimately, my life is not in the hands of my son. My life is not mine. My life is in the hands of God. And he's responsible for whatever happens next. And David could rest and trust in that. And so, for us, um, we've been bought with the price. Hmm. Our life is not our own. Our life actually does belong to someone else. Hmm. So, the proper and appropriate response is to hand him what's already his and trust that he, as the owner, will do with it how he sees fit. That's a great word. That's a great word. Now, uh, thank you guys for joining us today. It's been been a lot of fun. Um, just... Let us know how, how things are going. You can, you can comment underneath in whatever platform that, that, that you're in. Uh, let us know whether you like this or not. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we got a lot of great feedback from episode one of this series. But uh, we, we, we always like to know how it's going, right? Yep, absolutely. So, what, what are we working on next week before we get too far into? Yeah, so next week, we're going to be talking about fools. Psalm 14. Psalm 14. I have things to say about fools. I'm sure. Should I save them for next week? Probably so. Okay, good, good. (laughs) Well, thank you again for joining us. For Marty Richardson and Daryl Stein and for Spring Baptist Church, we want to say thank you for joining us today. Thank you for uh, coming along on this journey and join us next week as we go into Psalm 14 and we seek to grasp the Bible.